welcome to livealittlehigher.com. We, we're learning we continue learning and we're in the gate of abstinence and today is the last class we finished this chapter of the gate of abstinence and uh, we have one more gate to learn and we will be finished with um, I think it's been four years that I've been teaching the whole duties of the heart um, it's um, it's an incredible book, it was written a thousand years ago, but it's so relevant to us today. It's, you see how the Torah is ageless, it's, it's timeless, it, it's for every generation. It applies to all of us, no matter in what time of the, of the age of the world we're in, it applies to all of us. So today, Rabbi Bahia, eh, from his words, uh, directly from his words, he says, I have seen my brother, an excellent literary piece on the subject of abstinence. It was composed by one of, of the pious as a charge to his son. I think highly of it and have chosen to close this gate with it. I present it to you just as I found it, may it serve you instead of my own admonition and guidance, understand it and reflect upon it. And with God's help, you will attain to what is good and right. It reads as follow. So it says, my son, may God send you, set you among those who hear and listen. Listen and reflect, reflect and know, know and act. Look, look at what he's saying. Like he's giving a blessing to his son that he, he's able, he has the capacity to listen, to reflect and to act. Because the problem with many of us is that we don't even listen. So if we don't listen, how are we going to ever reflect on what we listen and how are we going to act? And he says, may he not set you among those who sink in error. Like we see here, like it's, it's, it's a bracha from God that you're awake. It's a bracha from Hashem that he helps you not be ignorant and drunk with the wine of ignorance who are enslaved by the instinct, ruled by this world, overcome by desires which engross them in pleasures, those who are driven by obsessions and seduced by lust. In darkness they trip and fall, trapped in the routine of their error. No, it's a braha, it's a braha that we wake up, that we see it, that we understand it, that we are, have discernment in our heads, that we can see right from wrong, you know, today I see so many people, they're so, so in the darkness. Like you see people in the most important universities in, in the country and, and they should be such intelligent human beings and you see how they fall into stupidity. They don't even know what they think. They don't research, they don't look for history, they don't learn the history. They just learn what they eat. Someone sends them in an Instagram post or in their Facebook page and they swallow all these lies and they don't have the capacity to see the truth. So they hear but do not listen, speak but do not act. They long for ease but end up sighing in distress. They seek pleasures but are saved with severe suffering. Their souls are weary, their bodies are tired, their intellects are neutralized, their powers are understanding of, of understanding are shattered. Look, this book was written a thousand years ago. Rabbi Bahia read, uh, wrote this book a thousand years ago. And it's like he wrote it for today. 
So people were as confused a thousand years ago as we are now. You know, confusion is something of all ages. And so they collect gold, which will be lost, and silver, which will be relinquished, and they leave them to enemies or to unfaithful women. They finish palatial residences, like palaces, and dwell in graves. They build homes they will not live in. Accumulate wealth they will not spend. Each of them buries his father and his child and yet fails to perform deeds of lasting value. Each of them is oblivious to his end and mindful only of his desires. People live a life in which they think they're never gonna die. They think, okay, I'm gonna live, I'm gonna live, or let's live, or let's la vida loca, just enjoy life. Who knows, who cares, right? But they don't leave anything everlasting. They don't leave anything to their children, to their grandchildren. They don't leave a legacy. Uh, um, they don't create a, a dynasty. And so what can be said for a middle that has lost its two ends? For the solitary individual whose parents have abandoned him. My son, think of an individual endowed by the creator with vast understanding and mastery over his own mind, an individual enlightened as to his own good by the creator who shows him the right way and draws him to it. So what do we have to do? So we are enlightened by God, like not enlightened by, by, the, by, the, by the textbooks of the, of the moment that are teaching us nonsense. How can we really be enlightened people with the truth? And this is a gift. This is something that is a gift from God to you. And how do we earn this? How do we earn this gift? And the, and the answer is that we should desire it. First, we have to desire it. We have to be truth seekers. And, uh, and, and then pray to God that he can take off the veils from our eyes and we can see the truth. And so people feel secure with him and he feels secure with them. He's on good terms with them and he spared any harm from them. While others serve their base instincts, he serves the God of heaven and earth who brings life and puts to death, who creates and provides besides whom there is no other God. What a difference there is between people who follow base instinct and people whose inner lives are refined, whose inner, innermost beings are pure, whose eyes are serene, whose hearts are full of trust, who delight in remembering God when alone and express thanks for his goodness in every situation. So we see we're living in a world right now where God is thrown into, a, into the garbage. Like nobody talks about God. It's like the, the, the school systems took him out of, of the classes. Uh, homes took God out of their homes. They replaced him with the, with the iPhones and the iPads and the, and the smart TVs. And, uh, and this is what they get. Then they're crying because their kids turn out in a very weird way. So the later devote themselves to all areas of speculation, theoretically, mathematically, and theological, and cut through their veil that keeps one from seeing the ways of inwardness. Through hard work, they arrive at the serenity of truth, forsaking comfort of true delights, and they're not distracted by desires and do not delay when death appears so far off. They proceed eagerly to the day of death, but are wary of what will follow it. They are God's honored guests who eagerly seek him, wait for him, serve him. 
They speak the truth and call for justice without fear of the ruler or domination by an adversary. They are the noblest of men and more vigilant than any other people, the most honorable and the greatest of them all. They are honored in, their, in the houses of God and esteemed in the sight of his creatures. So these are people that live in the world, but they're not affected by the world. The world doesn't, doesn't control them, they control the world. The material world is not their pursuit, they use the material world to serve Hashem. And so nothing can distract them from remembering God, nothing can deter them from offering thanks to Him. Their tongues are fluent in song of praise and thanksgiving, and their hearts are filled with sincerity towards God and total commitment to the idea that God is one. And this is what, my friends, really this is all about. Shema Israel, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Ehad. God is one. There's nothing separate from God. The natural world that is, uh, that is, uh, entices us and takes us out of, of, our, of our peace of mind, really, that's also Hashem. He's also trying to get you closer to Him through that world. It, everything in this world it, that comes to you is an opportunity to look for God. Everything. Should it be through riches, through, it should be through pleasant moments in your life. Some people have it very hard. They, they, they can't make ends living. Whatever your situation is, it's an opportunity to look for God. Look for God in your life. And so this world puts up a facade before them, but they recognize its true face. <clears throat> they strive through it and de depict it to others. Its treachery is not hidden from them. Its deceit is not concealed from them. This world puts on its best clothes before them, but they consider it bare. It shows itself as if it were yielding to them, but they realize that it is, that it is under control. It smiles at them, but they glare back at it. It wishes to attract them, but they turn away from it. They observe its evil deeds. The shameful character of its acts becomes clear to them. It has no control over them, nor any means of drawing close to them. So yes, this is what we should strive. We should strive to live in a world where all the glitter around us doesn't, doesn't put a cloud in front of our eyes, that we keep our priorities straight, our values straight, our moral compass straight, that we don't lose ourselves. And they are God's chosen and pure ones, the elite of the devout men of clear vision, noble aspirations and placing endeavors. They strive towards God and are guided trade with Him and profit, refine their inner lives and are refined, purify their hearts and become the elect. They arm themselves with reverence on the dangerous road and are saved. Riding chariots of good deeds, they reach their destination, where they meet with abiding joy and unfailing elation. They pass the test of reckoning and are safe from suffering. Imagine a person that is able to live a life in which he has clarity of mind and he lives purely, pure, with a pure heart, a sincere heart, connected to Hashem, is safe from suffering. And therefore, my son, choose what is good for your soul before the onset of remorse that will not help any worry that will not end. And may God in his mercy and abounding kindness show us, and you too, the right way and steer us to the path of happiness. Amen.
And so Rabbi Bahia finishes off, the ninth gate is completed, a song of praise to God, may he be exalted. I feel very honored and um, I don't know, like in awe, humble, to, to be able to teach these teachings to the world. It really, it's humbling. And, um, and I hope, I really hope that, that you and I can come to reach this, uh, this uh, heightened state of being, that we should bring a lot of light to the world, that we should be concerned on doing Hashem's will in this world, that this should be what troubles us, that the only trouble we have in our head is how can I serve Hashem with joy and how can I serve Him better today? And it should be like this, we should have the final redemption and we should all see peace in the world uh, with Mashiach, God willing. So I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.